This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Wayne, it is so good to see you. Thank so you, first off, thank you for having me. Thanks for um, having me. In a very lovely studio. I feel like I'm I'm here. This is where it all happens. This is home. <laughs> yeah, just just the basement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know, the when I met you, it was at a Packers game. So yeah. I have to start with, are you all in on Jordan Love? Because I was giving you a hard time at that game. <laughs> I'm all in on Jordan Love because for my personal reasons and also um, for one of the main reasons is because the team, me and the coach, the coach is all in. It's, you know, Wisconsin, Green Bay, they're, they're all in. And it's, you know, we... When I say we, I do act like I live there. So you hear that if we ask me any other kind of questions, then that comes out that way. <laughs> so we 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 have patience. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 show and we show that we have patience, and also we, whatever it is about us, we you know I, I swear I hate using this word, but if it's the culture. Oh, the yeah, old culture word. <laughs> yeah. If it's the culture, it. It works because yeah. the players end up having, and I ain't talking about Jordan Love. The players end up having patience as well. Aaron set before he be, before we knew how amazing he was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unless you watched him in school and at Cali, you knew he was going to be a dog. But other than that, he set. And if you watch the draft, Aaron's draft, Aaron had a problem with being drafted that late. So you, yeah. as a fan of football, you kind of like you want to see what he was going to do the next when he get in the NFL. And it took like three years. Yeah. <laughs> you don't wait to see what he's going to do. So mm-hmm. we have patience. And, you know, so and you didn't hear anything about uh, him and, you know, back and forth press stories and all. You didn't hear that, nothing about that till pretty much way later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to your point, Packers fans do a really good job of rallying around yes. their guy. Yeah. Like, it means so much to them. And it's really fun going to Lambeau and seeing the houses that are just dedicated to Packers football. Like it's genuinely a lifestyle there. But as you mentioned patience, I was actually thinking about how much time and patience that we give young quarterbacks and wondered if it is similar to the time and patience that you give to develop young artists. Mm. How much space do you give people to grow into themselves? I do. Me, myself, and... um what I, the way I run mine and the way I do it, I, my business and my label and the way I, uh, I guess, uh, I, I don't want to say teach or whatever, but the way I sculpt an artist. Mm-hmm. And um, patience is, you need patience. And artists, artists, you know what I mean? Artists to the to individual liking. 
You know, there's music that I've never heard that is number one in the country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, art is to your liking. So I try to make sure that the artist is fully believable in themselves and their art. Yeah. And so therefore you're able to handle not rejection, but even handle unacceptability. You know what I mean? You're able to handle that because mm-hmm. I accept my art regardless and I'm that confident in what I do that I already understand that everyone isn't going to even want to hear it or like it or view it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So once you have that type of confidence in what you're doing, you're going to approach what you're doing different. You're going to approach the art different. And then what you produce is, should be, you know, and also it also has to pass by my ears. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and that that's a really good point because it's, it's about being okay with what you created, mm-hmm. even if other people aren't. Yeah. Because then it's fine. Yeah. It's fine because you're sure yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way to look at it. And I think, you know, just generally, there are so many parallels between sport and music. So I really, throughout this conversation, want us to think about the differences and similarities between the two mm-hmm. because you have such a unique vantage point and you are the greatest in your arena. Thank so you. I, I really would enjoy your perspective on that. Thank and to your point about art really being in sort of the eye of the beholder, the thing about sports is there's a clear winner. Whoever has the most points at the end won the game. Mm-hmm. Whatever team wins the championship is the best team. Yes. And it's not the same in music. Yeah. So how do you win in music? Hmm. So I have experience, thank God. I've been in this, um, like, you know, forever, a trillion years. And so therefore it used to be, I was I was around when it was competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, I was around when there was a certain such thing called battle rap, you know, and that was a form of art form of, of rap where I can literally, it was almost, it was almost comedic. What I mean by that is a comedian can, you know, they roast each other yeah. and, it, you know, that means they don't mean nothing by it. You know, mm-hmm. battle rap was the same. You know, you got these people, they're standing in a circle and, you know what I mean, Eminem might tear your head off about something that you felt great about yourself in the mirror before you got there. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, so, and then, yeah. you know, and then they come right back in and do this. And so mm-hmm. that was a that was an art form. You know what I mean? There are people that, that to this day, there's, there's battle raps that went down that are, that's not, they aren't filmed, they aren't recorded. And they're le- there's legends because of their their le- the legends come out of that because of, we don't have that no more. Mm-hmm. So so I was around during that, and then when I came out, that was kind of gone. But it was still a competition. The competition, mm-hmm. yeah, the competition was everyone clicked up. So if you had a you know everyone had a click, so that let you that was right there. That, that was the perfect example of competition. Yeah, that's my team. That's my team. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get everybody had to change. You, you know what I mean? Everybody, we just represents my team. Well, you know, now, no. Now you're going to, I need 30 chains. I don't even care what it represents. And I just need one that say my name. I need one that say something <laughs> cool, whatever the new mm-hmm. thing is to say. I need one that say that. Oh, nickname. You want to say, you know, <laughs> yeah. also, oh, what's popping right? Oh, Gucci just put that out. I need that one, you know. So mm-hmm. that's a difference. Yeah. A big difference. So. My, I remember when I was coming out and I first came out, the competition was, who's, what, you, what, you, what your number's doing? That was the competition. So I remember being young and being in the cash money offices and 
first thing I always ran to was, and this is this is when I was like, you know, number one in the country. Yeah. And first thing I ran to was the Billboard magazine. Magazine people, not this is the book of you know, what I mean? magazine. Because that Just was your see, proof. Yeah, to see where I'm at. If I got a square, you know what I mean, by my name, or if I have a damn triangle, whatever I got, a circle, whatever I got. Mm-hmm. But I'm mean, thank God I got a diamond. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, like, just to see what I got by my yeah. name and see who under my name and see who over my name. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that was a thing. You know, like, that was a, and even Cash, when we had our own, our own competition amongst numbers, seven album sales within our, within the team. You know, like, Juvenile came out, I think he, like, went platinum in his first week. Mm-hmm. That was the bar. Mm-hmm. That was the bar, okay? We got to go flat in your first week. I think I came up with my first solo album, and I went gold first week. And, you know, to, I was like, okay, I ain't Juvie, so I wasn't expecting to do a Juvie do, mm-hmm. but then I went platinum like the next, uh, that whole, that month. Yeah. So now, man, you can just make a little snap your fingers dance, and that might sell more than Lil Wayne ever, I mean, my whole album. Yeah. You know, so it's a t- I don't even know what the, how they compete now. Yeah. I don't even know what's the competition because me, I'm still running around calling myself the best rapper alive and living up to it. Yep. So to be the best at something, you have to have someone that's not the best. You have to be going against something that's not the best. Yeah. And that's the whole game. Absolutely. And I mean, it, it, it sounds like, too, it's like, do you, do you miss those days of the competition? Um, I would say, I would say no. No, because if I were to miss it, that means I'm holding on to it and I don't know how to adapt. And, and I would be, also I would be lying to say if I miss it because I'm so much forward trying to you know, move. I saw, I'm so into moving forward and adapt, I mean, adapting that. But I really forgot him to ask if I forgot those days to yeah. ask about him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well then, so as you think about it in the vein of like, you know, rap still in some ways feeling competitive, what does practice look like to you? What is it that you do to be better every single day. I do always. I do what. I do it with an artist probably carve out a time in their year to earn the schedule, earn the day to do. I live that. Mm-hmm. I don't have a I carve out a time to do regular life, that type of stuff like breathe, stuff like that. You know, like I have kids. I carve out a time to remember. You have kids. Mm-hmm. And, oh, what do you do with kids? You know, and that type of thing. Yeah, for real. Yeah. You know, like, that's because I live this. I live, you know, I, I live in here. I came here and I'm late here because I was at my house in my own studio working on something else. Mm-hmm. I live this. You know, like, in my studio is in my guest house. My house is 45 times bigger than my guest house. Every time somebody come over there, they're like, that's your house? I'm like, yeah. they be like, why we ain't in there? I'm like, are we in here? And they could look around and just see by all the stuff that's in there, just the stuff that everyday life stuff that you live in here. Mm. And if I take them upstairs, they can see how clean upstairs look like. I'm look like I'm trying to sell the house. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, For sure. And they can see that like you don't live in here. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's what I guess practice is to me. That's just doing it. I do it every day. Yeah. I need a reason not to do it, not a reason to do it. You know, as I've watched a lot of your interviews and was reading a lot of your articles, you talk a lot about, you know, this obsession that you have with this. Mm-hmm. And that shows in what you put out, that it is something that means something to you, that it is a lifestyle. But what separates people that are obsessed with this and the people that love it? Because those aren't the same thing. Mm-hmm. So 
I still believe that the people that love it, they, they're, they're human. And so they know how to carve out time for the things that's actually important to them. Mm. You know what I mean? And so they, because you can love a billion things. You know, so they just, like you said, they can love this, but they may also love their kids and they may also love their car. They may also love their look. So you may love what you just did, the song, the album, and then you may love the attention you got from it and forget how to do another album. Me, I'm obsessed with this. So I actually don't even know about the attention. You know, I got to be reminded. I got to even be told, you know, and... That's why I think people see the the organic response or the like. You know, he really he really loves us. You know, he really respects the anyone that respects him mm-hmm. and respects what he does because he loves what he does so damn much. He's obsessed with it that if you have any inkling of a respect for it, a like for it, or don't tell me you love it, then I can't do nothing. He he has in me. I honor you. Mm. Yeah, this is what I do it for you or what I do it for. I don't do it for myself because if I'd done it for myself, then I'd have been stopped. Yeah. Yeah, because I got enough. I just told you how big the house is. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've done like, it for good. myself. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I was um I was talking to Kevin Durant about how I was doing this interview. And he said that he had a question. Okay. And the question that he wants me to ask you is, are you going to drop a snippet of you all song on the radio show? <laughs> See, I think why would Katie do that? Because <laughs> see, I'm a you know I'm a true. I'm, you already know you know just I'm a trap. That was that was on the rap. That was on the low. I was not. You know, <laughs> see, Katie, you messed up. Now, now that you've done that, I just want you to know you messed up. And, I, and that song was being considered to be on Carter Six, and I said you just said something. <laughs> it's not going. <laughs> now that you just ruined it. <laughs> nah. But, uh, no, I'm not playing a snippet because I just told the people how important the song is, the verses. It actually was supposed to go on uh, the Kylie Girl, Welcome to Kylie Girl album with me and 2 Chains that two just chains, came yeah. out. But I, 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 you know, I saved it. I wanted it for something else. Yeah. Like, he kind of okay. goes crazy on this, so. Oh, he got crazy. Uh, I wasn't in the studio with him. He sent it. Oh, that's another thing these days. It's totally different. Yeah. You know, back then you had to actually meet up with the person, <laughs> you know, and go yeah. to the studio, deal with their entourage and your entourage too. You yeah. know, all that, all that had to go. And so, but now, you know, it's a text. Yeah. You know, you text the song. I text it back to you when I finish. You know, right. literally. And he did. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as his style to me, KD's a, a you know, he's um, he's a, what you call it, he's a a jewel, you know, like something of, of the past because he's a backpack rapper. I can imagine KD probably could rap, right? You know, I, I can imagine you probably could call a timeout in the game and probably ask him to rap and he probably got, he got a verse for you. Fire. Yeah, you know me, I need, you know, I'm so perfectionist. I need, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I need yeah. to, wait, hold on, wait, wait. <laughs> I might try to say something about what was going on and all that. You know, nah, yeah. KD probably just got bars. Yeah, mm. and it sounds like it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You know, I was saying to him, like, you know, as he's been getting some into being an A&R, some producing, obviously some actually using his voice. Mm-hmm. I was saying to him, like, you know, Shaq's second phase of his career was TV Shaq that we see. Yeah, yeah. But we know him as that. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool that whenever KD is no longer in the basketball court, if his second phase of his career is music 
and we know him for mm-hmm. that. I think would be really fire for him because mm-hmm. he does love it. Yeah. To your point, yeah, you to to rap the way he does, you you have to put time in it that way, and also you can you can hear a you can hear a kind of an innate you can kind of hear a what's well, just in him. It's just him in it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Something like, you know, almost the way he plays. Yeah. You know, that just almost like it's, I don't want to use the word lexidaisical, but almost like it's just too easy. Smooth. Yeah. 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 You can hear that in the, you, you can hear that. I didn't, I didn't have to do too much thinking for him how good that bar was. Mm. Yeah. You know about that? What they say about KD? Easy. Yeah. Easy, easy money. Easy money, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. So for you, would you say that rapping is more of like a football mindset or a basketball mindset? Mm. Me? I would say the way I approach yeah. it, I would say is definitely the quarterback mindset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I gotta know whatever. I gotta know this, that, 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 mm-hmm. that, that. I might switch up. I might call it audible. Also, I need to play well on the road, meaning features. <laughs> yeah. So. And you do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So if you think about the sports landscape, what right? I'll think about the NBA. You have Steph, who's a shooter. Mm-hmm. Giannis is dominant. Mm-hmm. KD is an unguardable scorer. Mm-hmm. What are you in the rap game? What do you do the best? Me. I do me the best. Um, I would say... I would say that I'm... Uh, like a LeBron. Yeah, you know, the Phenom. I started, I dropped my first solo album when I was 14. And that's the same album I'm talking about that went platinum. So the Phenom that came out and I, I stuck some that came out. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing this at this pace of higher ever since, just mm-hmm. like him. Mm-hmm. And you kind of still right now today is kind of like, it's so crazy that you remember Tom Brady was, remember every year was still, even though he was winning the Super Bowl and all that, it still was, is this the year he's going to retire? Is mm-hmm. this a year? We don't even say that, but we don't want you to retire. Yeah, bro. we want you to stay forever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I kind of look at that as when people ask me, like, when the Carter Six coming out? I'd be like, God damn, like, that's six of them. And they still want it. And that's how I look at that, you know what I mean? So. I am so happy that you explained it in that way because I had this thought today that I feel like people don't realize that you were one of the first, like, young stars that actually became a superstar, Mm -hmm. that you have done this your whole life. Mm -hmm. And I think about LeBron, I think about Serena, Mm -hmm. and the ways that you all met the expectation, but then exceeded the expectation. Mm -hmm. And it is very rare to become the person that you're supposed to become. Mm -hmm. Do you ever sit and think about that? Definitely, because being that person you was talking about, you, that you in your head, you can only imagine what the way the person you set to be. I don't think we ever, you know, even if we do get to that person, we automatically set another person. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I think that's, and that's the reason why I still work the way I work every day. Yeah. And also from coming from so young back then, I think the longevity thing was the approach, you know, because we knew not to approach it that way, you know, because I was literally the same age and stuff as Lil Bow Wow and Lil Romeo and stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. I had shows and we would have, I would, but I'm not about to get on here and talk about what they talk about. I'm going to talk about what's real to me. Mm-hmm. And that's, it was already adult conversation, yeah. you know, and so it already made me, that's my long meaning. So therefore, if I'm starting off here, 
and I'm only 14, I can I got time to make it to an adult, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and actually, 100%. And start meaning what I say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Like, you I know? got time to get yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, so. So going off of that, how did expectations help you, and how did expectations hurt you? Um, obviously helped me it, by just doing what you said earlier, by exceeding them. Yeah, by knowing and by knowing that I can, mm-hmm. you know, so the thank you. Not, I think you would get that, but that just that's just by confirmation of, of anybody, by just a crowd, or a crowd of two people or whatever. So I got that confirmation already from my grandmother when I was five, six years old, being woken up at 10, 10 p.m. to come through to Michael Jackson, you know, things like that, you know, sing this song, sing that song and, and, and seeing the, the satisfaction of older, this is my grandmother, this ain't no my mom, this is my grandmother, so they got older people, so it's the satisfaction of them and being able to go back to sleep with a smile or be able to get a treat or what, get us something out the fridge that, you know, so things like that, that's my yeah. confirmation that, okay, I'm, you know what I mean, I'm all right, so that's, I think that right there was all, all the person, like me, the person that I would, I mean, all that I need. So it really wasn't nothing else other than, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm able to channel back to that at any time. For sure. Yeah. So with, you know, this being so much of your life and it's what you're used to, one thing I was going to ask you was, you know, how much of your identity is tied to you as an artist? But I feel like, at least from what you've said so far, it's like, that is your identity. Oh, no, that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly who I am. I don't, again... I think that's the person that loves it, that knows how to be someone else, or be themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and turn it. I always say, I always say, um, I was like, I was when I was younger, and um, baby, baby, my, my, my pops, very man, he would be around so many damn artists. So I remember when he would be around, you know, artists that I would see on TV, hearing on the radio, and, and I would notice that when they go record, when it's time for them to record, I would notice that. You know, we talking the whole time they in there talking, and when they record, all of a sudden a new voice. You know, they got to get ready. To, mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like it would seem cool. Cause like, I'm still a kid. And to me, you you being a superhero, you turn into who you about to be. You know, you about to be this character. Yeah. You know, so it was still kind of cool to me. But at the end of the day, I knew that I couldn't be some character. I was too young. If, if I wanted to be the character at that age, then the character was the little guy, the little, so, you know, mm-hmm. I couldn't be that around these guys. No, nah, they're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. And they're not living that. And so I couldn't, there was no character to be. I was just the, the, the little kid that's cool enough to be around these guys. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I made myself and that's what I made the most of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like the, the youth yeah. or the not having these certain experiences yet yeah. actually helped you find what made you you, mm-hmm. which is like a really beautiful way to think about it. I Thank think. you. So, yeah. Like you said, this is me. Yeah, yes. for sure. So I also think, you know, I saw I saw the clip where you discussed the ways that your life has expanded as you got older, that as you got older, there was just everything to rap about. Mm-hmm. How has experience made you a better artist and why was it depressing to hear otherwise? Well, ex- I mean, just technically experience made me a better better artist by just being able to, just the experience alone, just the longevity alone, being able to hear yourself, mm-hmm. you know, being able to hear yourself and seeing reactions and seeing reactions to, to this and being able to, thank God, have the time I'm able to, 
the time I was able to, I'm able to have to be able to do different types of music and see the reaction to the different types of music and people be able to come up to you and tell you what the, the, the type they like the most from you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. just things like that. That's what a, that's what an experience come in. And I'm still trying to, I mean, I guess the, the, I guess the disappointment to that would be also you, it's impossible for you not to judge yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's it's impossible for for you not to say when you see something when you see what they like you wish they loved and you see the stuff that they loved you it's not that you wish they didn't love it you just man I wish that attention was paid to this and then so you try to figure out a way to get it there and all that type of stuff so mm-hmm. I don't want to say disappointment but I guess the disappointment would be just you I guess not meeting your own your own whatever expectations you set. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait, so that that's super interesting what you just said. I've never heard anybody frame it that way. Can you expand on what you mean by it, it makes it hard not to judge yourself? Yeah, I mean, so just for the simple, you know, for something like you can get, you can get, you can get a, you can have, an, you can have an album. I mean, you can have a wave going, mm-hmm. you know, already to, and you're this person. And you're that, and they know they know you for this, or they know you for that, or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you can be, you know, there's a lot of artists that use that use that platform and say, now it's time for me to show them who I am. Mm. And so, therefore, you didn't start off with who you were. So, but it's okay because just whatever character you did, it worked. Yeah. You know, it's okay. And I mean, this is this is America. It's okay. You figure it, you, you it till you make it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's okay. But then there's people that's you know that. Through this thing we do, music. Yeah. Now I want to show you what I can, who I am, what, and you then then you put something out and they don't even like it, they don't even listen to it, and mm-hmm. that can and so that make you that can make you judge yourself, and that can make you feel like wait, I'm not this person, I'm not this this other character, or whatever. So yeah. I gotta be that for y'all to like me. I gotta put on the the hat and the the you know what I mean this the umbrella and all that for you to like. Man, I really wish you wanted me to be. So that that goes back to that question you asked me about, you know, like even a question of love and obsession. And when you asked me the question about that, you, it seems like I live it. So what I mean by that is I am this. You're like, I am this, you know, like, and you see a bunch of them now. Mm-hmm. Are you like, I am this, you know? So I don't, what I mean by that is I'm, I still get fussed at by my mom. You know, like, please stop messing up your face. Yeah. You know, like, I'm quite sure they probably don't. There's probably, no, that's just a thing now. You know, like, I am, like, this stuff means stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm from the era where when you put it on your face, it better mean something. Mm-hmm. And so there's the, it's a huge difference, you know. So that, I, I live it. Yeah. And so I guess that would, to, I guess to answer that, that's, it's everything else, then it'd be impossible for you not to, you know, I mean, for you not to at least get disappointed at some at some point if they don't accept who you actually are. When this is who I am, and I'm thank God, gratefully accept so much accepted that you look just like me. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> like for for you, maybe this is a character, but for me, yeah, it's me. Yeah. So I'm not putting this on or taking it off. Oh, you trust me. When I get them, when I when I'm with the, when I'm with a lot of artists, yeah. and they still around me, like you know, like. Like, damn, you do it like, like, damn, you do that? Like, and I'm looking at them like, you don't? Mm. <laughs> you know, like, you, you don't? Yeah. I thought you, I'm looking, I was trying to find some, figure out, find some new stuff from you. 
<laughs> right. You know, and you know, you come around me and damn it, but I, I thank God because it's how hard I work and I appreciate the love. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You know, as you're talking about this, I think about every season I talk to DeMar DeRozan about the mid-range. Okay. It's something that we always discuss. Mm-hmm. And he always tells me that he thinks about what Kobe said to him, which is that you have to stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. He says he, that plays in his mind over and over. And he says, everyone around me is shooting threes. Why would I feel like I had to shoot threes if I know I can get to one spot yes, that is does. unguardable yes. and unstoppable? And, and he does it. Yes. He's like, why would I feel like I have to change because everybody yeah. else has? Yeah. How have you, like, resisted that sort of change? Easy. Being obsessed with what I do and myself and my craft so much to where, and I always go to this one example, so much to where you do an interview and they ask you, hey, so what do you think about 21 Savage? And your honest answer to that is, wow. There's a new rap group with 21 artists. That must be like the new Wu-Tang. And have 21 pissed off at you because he thinking <laughs> you did that on purpose. Yeah, so he's like, I really don't least, know. He was like, you know what? I went back and saw that. He was like, man, he was serious. He was like, I found out more about him. So yeah. that's how, you know, yeah. like literally being caught up into what I do to I'm never finished. Mm-hmm. I have no time to know. And then, you know, the only way I really do know what's going on I got kids. Yeah. You know, I got kids. And, you know, when they come inside and say, you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, why would you want to do that? And then you look on TV and you see the number one football player, the number one college, the number one artist doing it. You're like, oh, okay. Uh, it's a wave. Yeah, yeah. it's a thing. <laughs> it's yeah, a wave. It's come. a thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really just like having tunnel vision and saying, like, all yeah. I can focus on is what I'm doing because yeah. that's the thing that matters to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's all. I mean... This is what we, uh, if you do it, this is what we do. Yeah. That's why I try to tell them, like, stop being so amazed that I don't do anything else. Like, uh, you know, do you care about what these people are listening to when that comes from you? Because if you care, then I don't think you have time for nothing else. Yeah. Just like we talk about these athletes, like we talk about LeBron, that you hear about what he's doing in the offseason for his body and uh, he cares. You know, like, that's Mm -hmm. why, you know, and it's this thousand year. He don't have to do that. He right. should already have the, the machine that's named after him for whatever he does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And nah, if it is named after him, he's still doing it. Totally. And so that's what I mean by that. You know, you don't, yeah. you know what I mean? So you you either, you, I don't have time to, I'm working on my jumper. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm working, I'm still working on mine. I'm still judging myself when I make a thousand and should have made a thousand and one. You know, and so until I'm stopped, until that's not me, until I don't, I don't have that no more, then beware. Yeah, beware. Mm-hmm. You said before that true artists and pioneers never retire. Mm-hmm. And that made me think about LeBron. Yeah. Because as someone who has achieved greatness, what do you think the term retirement signifies to LeBron? Well, bro, I think what. I think um, what Brian is going to, you get to a point, obviously, with experience and, thank God, with success and failure, you get to a point where you understand that, okay, retirement means something different. I don't care what it means to whoever's saying it. It means something different to me. You know, and so with that mean, I think LeBron's going to understand that, obviously, he plays a sport. Mm-hmm. You can't do that forever. But then there's his son. 
and his other son. His daughter. Then there's also just his his agency. Then there's also the opportunity to you got you got you got uh, the commissioner or whatever. They're already making jokes about. I'm sorry, I couldn't give him a franchise. That means he's gonna have a franchise. <laughs> you know. So like, so what I mean by that is. And that's going to take on something totally that's going to require more of him. And if he's going to, he's going to, not if, he's going to approach it the way he approach everything. And there it is. He's not retired. Yeah. And he's still doing it. And obviously I did the same. You know, I remember I couldn't, I remember I never even saw myself even having a label and no such thing as artists with me. I looked at it like, no, whoever the label is, whoever the artist is, I'm going to bite your head off. I'm the best. And all of a sudden, young money. And all of a sudden, there's a Drake and there's a Nikki and there's Tigers and this thing. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and I never, never, but it's because I approached it that way. The reason why Young Money became what it was, you know what I mean? Because I can honestly tell you, I was just ready to eat your Young Money up. Yep. Until times change. Yeah. Things change. There are truly so many parallels, it seems like, between you and LeBron. Have you ever been able to like, have a conversation with him about nah, this? No, nah, I haven't. Um, actually, the funniest thing is, I mean, when I was younger, I had a show in like Ohio somewhere, and it was me and I, I want to say Jaru, <laughs> 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 me and Ja. We did a bunch of shows together um, back then, and I remember um, Slim, Slim, that's his, that's Birdman's older brother. He asked me. He's been into. He's very deep into sports. Mm-hmm. So he's like one of them people that like know somebody that's like coming from high school, like way from Timbuktu. You oh know, yeah. Like, know, like what? <laughs> he got the scouting report. He know the, the, the <laughs> stats and that. He like so because we know him for that. Yeah. He was like, you know, Wayne, you got a show in Ohio. I got I got a little basketball player through. He like the best, bro. He gonna be number one. He won't come to your show. You know. And, we know you for this, Slim. So, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. So we get to Ohio. You know, I get told, remember, you remember the dude Slim told you about? He downstairs. Oh, yeah, cool. He could tell him, follow us. I remember, I, you know, um, I think Joel Santana or whatever came to my room. So now we talking and we didn't chilled up in the room for oh like two and God. a half hours. And I remember being reminded as I'm walking to my bus, you know, now as I'm going, that's the little dude in the truck right there. And it's like, I'm like, you talking about a dude, you told me that, that slim one. Like, he's still down here? You're like, yeah, that's him right there. I said, man, we go. So when I when met him and stuff, he had a broken arm, he has an arm and a cast and stuff. And then I remember they, they didn't want nobody to see that. You know, like, that's, that's, I remember that was something I peeped because I didn't know nothing about that. Mm-hmm. I was like, why they don't want nobody to see it? And I was like, he that bad, he that cold. I don't want nobody. Like, I like, never heard nothing. Like, like, he cold, and I ain't never even know you can't show that you hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no so, one can know. I, like, I don't even know who he is. Yeah. And I remember he had all his whole little crew, and I'm quite sure the crew was probably rich rich and all, just little boys then. Yeah. They all had on little long white T-shirts and jeans like I did. <laughs> and so I remember no that. I remember way. that like yesterday. Yeah, and I remember, and I just remember saying to myself, he must be a real, must have been a real fan. Yeah. Been a real fan. I just felt like I'm not missing this moment yeah. or something, but we all had a great time. I love that story. And there's something that's like a little kismet about that, like that's serendipitous, like that you guys had this moment yeah. before he became. Before I became. Yes. Yeah. I, that's like genuinely one of my favorite stories. This that is like had. when yeah. baby and them. First, uh, you know, he was, I'm, I am, you know, baby, consider me a son. So yeah. that's when he first allowed me to start going on the road by myself. So that's why Slim was like, you know, baby, you got a show in Cleveland, Ohio, right? Yeah. They got this little basketball player. He won't, he won't come to your show. He come in, hook that up. Like, whatever. So yeah, cool. Yeah, come. do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there are some things that are meant to be. Yeah. And then I remember saying, like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, he became 
you know, like, because, you know, now you just, you just, isn't, isn't, you just automatically keep up with that person. You just, yeah. you know what I mean? You start, I start seeing them in the, you know, in the jersey, the, um, the school, the green jersey, the gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's slime. <laughs> I'm like, where was from? I'm like, that's him with the little hair, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's him. Like, they talking about he gonna go number one out of high school. Like, nah. I'm like, he talking about he the chosen one and all <laughs> What? He on Sports Illustrated. That's what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. when I saw that. I'm like, this slime from the show. Yeah. Like, y'all don't remember? You know, the homies don't remember. Right, they don't remember anything. So, you know, you got to call Slim. I Slim. <laughs> it was LeBron James. Then he's like, yeah. Like, Fire. Uh, yeah, I'm like, bro, I remember that. Like, I'm like, he's like, you remember alone they sat downstairs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to see you. That is like, that's a great story. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. And then, of course, now he is. King James. What? Now That's really good. 24 hours to meet him. Yeah, like and now, else. good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I wait for them. I was just to go to the games. Yeah, Trust me. for sure. Yeah. You know, there's obviously always so much talk around the NBA right now of, okay, what are we going to do after LeBron retires? Mm-hmm. Who do you feel like should be face of the NBA? Who has it all? That's, I mean, obviously. I'm going to say obviously. And to me, I think the obvious answer is job because the NBA is entertaining. It's always happened. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is there was always a Michael Jordan and that was just like, you know, like God. And then, you know, but there was also, you're going to watch these Atlanta Hawk games just to see what um, Dominique go, just mm-hmm. to see if he going to get him one off. I'm going to watch these Portland games to see if Clyde going to get him one. I'm going to even watch these boring ass jazz games to see what the, see what the mailman and the yes. giant going to do. And man, I'm about to watch these Phoenix games to see about Steve, and and they ain't none of them probably gonna make it to the playoffs, <laughs> you know. But it was fun. It was fun. So I think that's that, and also Jai's Jai's teams are actually competitive when he's there and when mm-hmm. he's doing his thing. So I think Jai, but uh, you know, after that, you got Zion, mm-hmm. and of course, I think it'd be blasphemous for me not to say with me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he he looked so good in the beginning. Obviously, the Spurs are losing, yeah. but it was so clear the minute what? he stepped on the court. You said, "Yeah, this is different." Yeah, the, the rumors are saw, true. I'm glad he saw that. I'm <laughs> yeah. glad he saw that. I'm glad he, he started noticing that. Hold on. Yeah, a hand on my back is the defensive stop for me. <laughs> like, hold on, I gotta get that. Hold on, like that was the defensive. Yeah, yeah yo, hand on his back. What? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get right. Hey, eat more Cheerios or something. <laughs> the Wheaties, all this stuff. Boy, time. I gotta do something. <laughs> do you remember the first game that you sat courtside at? Yeah, I think it was a probably it was probably a New Orleans Hornets game. Okay. Yeah, because you know that was that was the new thing in yeah. town. And you know, and you think you're somebody. And mm-hmm. So you're feeling like I gotta be there, you know, and I gotta be courtside. Yeah. You know? And so then I got season tickets and they were courtside season tickets, so it definitely was the hardest. And it's it's so hard to go back once you sit there one time. You already know. <laughs> it's yeah. like, well. I tried to sweep before. It was like, oh, no, this ain't it. Not the same thing. Nah. I want to be able to hear everything. Yeah. And I want to feel know, like I'm in it. You know, they come holler at you. I'm all usually with my sons. Yeah. That's the coolest out of my kid. You know? For sure. I love that. Yeah, we had you on the uh, Yeah, you know him. Too. I'm like, I didn't know I know him, nigga, but you know me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, I know, like, Bleach Report had you on the courtside cam, and you all had some really nice mm-hmm. moments doing that. Um, okay, so. My son also plays for the Lakers, too. Yeah, he oh. looks just like Max Christie. What? <laughs> What? We'll do a side by side. Nah, you got no serious, <laughs> man. I've t- I've told him that 
I told so you know when you, when you tell his mom that right, she yeah. hit me with like at least three different NBA players. <laughs> they call me like, yo, you saw this dude, your son, Nate, and Brian being one of them. <laughs> LeBron, yes, LeBron told her like, yo, you ever saw Max Christie? <laughs> CP being one of them, CP, and I'm like, yo, that you ever saw Cam like next to Max, like Max Christie? <laughs> Okay, that yeah, is funny. Yeah. I love. Yeah. He looked just like and even twins. And and now you know when you admit it. You yeah. know when you you know because somebody could tell you you look like somebody all day. You'd be like, I don't see myself. But he, he's like he had no choice but to say, okay. Are you like I, I, he does kind of look like me. I think like, no, you look like him, Cam. Yeah. I'm like no, you know what? Y'all probably are the same age. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah at this rate, like yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's think about this for a second. Lil Wayne headlined Super Bowl in New Orleans. How badly do you want to hear those words? Just as bad as I wanted to see my name at the top of that list when I was that whatever age it was, and I would bust into the office and get that Billboard magazine. Mm, yeah. Bad. Yeah. Why, what does it signify to you? What does it mean to do that? Uh, I think, it, you know, just as an artist, you know, because this has nothing to do with it, and that's so crazy. That it has nothing to do with the sport as an artist. Yeah. As an artist. This, this is an achievement as an, that has nothing to do with the sport. That's so crazy. It has I don't care what teams are playing, what city is in, that you perform for the what? Yeah. <laughs> right. Excuse me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? Like, oh, man. So that right there is just, it's an achievement. It's a, you know, and thank God I've been on the Grammy stage, you know, and I've, my name has been called and I've won. And, I can tell you that yeah, I performed at mm-hmm. the Grammys, and that's an amazing fact. And the reason why, I, that's probably the next highest feeling of it. But, nah. And I, I know for a fact that when I do the Louisiana Fest, mm-hmm. there, there's like a trillion people. And, and being in front of my city and seeing that many people is amazing. So that right there is a, a crazy feeling. So to know that a Super Bowl would be, what? Yeah. What? And, and you, that would be, that'll be a, and I said by being going to Super Bowl before and yeah. watching the halftime show, it's nothing like and it. And wishing, you know, like when you see the artist, you're like, I know they could have sung the song that I was featured on. I'm featured on everybody's song. <laughs> yeah, you could have brought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, brought me out. You could have brought me out. So, I mean, you are New Orleans. Like, what does, without, you know, giving anything too crazy away, you know, if when this happens, because we manifest here. What does it look like to you? Like, is it bringing people out? What, what makes your halftime show so special? Please do not wear the camera. Please do not feel disrespected. If you are an artist from New Orleans, an artist tied to me in any kind of way in the music, but no, that's my moment. Mm-hmm. And I earned that moment, so no, I am not bringing new one. I'm talking about, I'm singing, I'm singing all the hooks <laughs> that you made, you wrote. I'm singing them. Bobby Valentino, all y'all, I'm singing them. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. Oh, new. What? Like this me. <laughs> well, this I might bring out like a New Orleans yeah. jazz great or something like that. <laughs> you know, like something like that, you know. You also I mean, have a lot of just features. Like yeah. you know, maybe if you wanted to sprinkle. You know, a little something. If I have a song with Beyonce or something at the time. Please, you know, Beyonce. You know, if I have a song with Beyonce, then of course. Yeah. You know, of course, and that's just, that makes no sense not to. Other than that, Tay-Tay can make it, maybe. Tay-Tay can, but if the Chiefs is actually playing in it, then no, we're not doing it. <laughs> you said, Taylor Swift can be on my stage rooting for the Chiefs and no, doing it. No, no, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is so funny. I mean, I, I heard you say that and I was like, yes, obviously. It is the obvious choice. Because like, why do you feel like it's important for the halftime show to reflect the people of the city? Because you, that's because there's so many people that's not from the city there. So it's a showcase, mm. you know, and it's something that tourists take back with them. You know, and everybody not coming from an American city. People come from out the country. They're going to remember that. You know, they're going to remember, okay, I went to New Orleans for the game. I want them to also almost kind of, you know I mean, forget the, all our, I kind of remember the halftime show. I remember the food. I remember the, so, you know, it's a showcase. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I believe that I'm, I'm part of the New Orleans showcase. You absolutely are. I hope so. You know, one of my favorite things about your sports fandom is that you watch women's sports and you are an avid follower of them. I saw you tweeting about Caitlin Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you are a big fan of, I mean, so she's so good. It's unreal. <laughs> yeah. Disrespectful. It's just nasty when you watch her. Steph. Yeah. Just Steph. And when you asked me about the face, I, was like, I wanted to say Steph. I was like, but you know, he up there in age. Yeah. But yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I saw your tweet about Caitlin Clark. Um, I obviously know that you have a good relationship with Angel Reese and LSU, um, and I love Angel. And I wanted to and talk Smokey, to you a little bit. Coach. Yes, and Coach Mulkey. Yeah, that's my real connection. Yes, yeah. Coach Mulkey. We yeah. got to shout, shout her out. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Angel Reese because, you know, she has been very vocal about mm-hmm. how she's been dealing with some personal struggles. What advice would you have for Angel just about the adjustment from normal life to all eyes on you, even when it's hard? Mm-hmm. Well, Angel's first of all, Angel's a smart, a smart young lady. Mm-hmm. Very smart. And so she takes time to think about the decision she, she's going to make, rather, rather in your opinion they're right or wrong. She takes time to think about them before she makes them. And so Angel has also, you know, Angel has reached out to me before. And not even about this situation, just about advice, period. And so with that said, I, you know, at my at my age, uh, and when I was her age, I wasn't reaching out to nobody, especially no one in my position. You know, I was, I may, I may have been observing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, which is also just a tells of the, the difference in times. Yeah. You know, when you could just be like, you know what, let me hit Lil <laughs> let me Wayne reach, Let me reach out to Lil Wayne, Wayne real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so with that said, though, she's a, she's a great human being. And so yeah. I would, the advice I would give her, though, about that, what you asked, is just, Embrace every part of it, you know. Embrace every, embrace every single part of it. Because mm-hmm. if you do, then you will know that it will never be always amazing. Yeah, it will never be always good. It will probably be majority of tough, not bad, but it will majority be tough. tough. And so you'll you'll enjoy the good and the amazing much more. Mm, I love that. And it is true, you know, when people say, like, great power comes with great responsibility. It's like when you reach a certain level, that is just sort of what's a part of it. Yes. And it kind of becomes on you to learn how to deal to with it. deal with that. And even though it's hard. And that's when you make a decision. That's when you make a decision. Because mm-hmm. what they do, you know, when I say they, I mean athletes. You know, we got to hear a story about an athlete that didn't didn't start playing when he was that he or she was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, with that said, they've been they've been doing this from you know what I mean since forever. So when they come to that point where I got to make a decision to either live this, uh, it's kind of easy for them because it is them. Yeah. You know, so that's why you you know you but you have to be a LeBron though. 
to take it to where you t- where you you mean take it to those type of heights to where mm-hmm. this is that's when you make those other decisions like and you still make it that's when you're making that same decision and it's over it's outweighing all these when the life brings on important important and important important decisions to make and that 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 choice you made way when when you was a kid I'm, I'm just gonna still be this mm. it's still outweighing how how important that that's yeah, that question yeah how you've grown yeah. So that's a, that's huge. Yeah, you know, because you 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 you, cho- you choose yourself over a lot of things. Mm. You know, yeah, and, and that could be viewed from other people. It's different. I mean, you choose yourself over things that's that other people value or die for. Yeah, you know, and you choosing your craft. There's holidays. You know, things like people keep asking me, like, so what you what you doing for like I'm hoping I got a show or something. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I, I heard someone ask uh ask some as someone um ask Will Byron, like, what you like, where you gonna be he was like, uh right on here. like on TV, mm-hmm. entertaining the masses. And yeah. then I was like, that's what like y'all forgot, like that's what we that's what we are. Mm-hmm. Like we don't carve out time for Christmas. That's for the artists that are artists. You know that that uh, whatever the name is, they that, and they got a real name after that. No, my name is Lil Wayne. Yeah, my name is Dwayne. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not little such and such. It is it. No, mm-hmm. I'm little Wayne. Yeah. We just took the D off because you know, I'm a real man. We we went cool, too cool with my dad. So yeah. you know, so all this is real. Yeah. So like, that's this is what real. I mean by that. So you, no. So it's a confirmation of. What you do by you not by me being the way I am, not knowing what they're talking about, not listening to what's going on. So when I do produce with my my product, if you like it, that means you like me. Because mm. I can't give you nothing that's like this, like that, like this, or like that, or trendy and that. No, I can just take my sh- my shot is coming out of pure darkness. And if you shed light on it, then you're shedding light on little Wayne. <laughs> yeah, that's all. And that that probably also feels just really good for you personally. And, and that's longevity. That's why I tell my artists, you know, like when these guys do tours, book tours for me, and my artists got to come on the tour, and you know, like five or four artists come for one of the first half of the tour, and then other artists come for the second half. Of it. Like, well, you see, I got first half and second half of the tour. Like, what's my new album again that I just put out? <laughs> like, we go on stage and sing Lollipop, bro. We're on stage and sing songs that's older than you. Timeless. It, and like, and guess what? I pre- sang them motherfuckers performing like I pre- recorded it last night. You know, and so therefore, when you do it that way, it's longevity. Yeah. You know what I mean? I look. I always tell them, I'm like, you know, Vegas coming when I'm when I'm when I'm tired and re- tired. Yeah. I'm doing Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta make sure you have music to them. Like, you can't get in Vegas with, because <laughs> they got another. Uh, 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 they got another lollipop. Yeah. They ain't got another how to love. You know, got another little wing. Yeah. One of my favorite clips ever, and I'm just thinking about it as you're talking about this, there's this clip of Denzel Washington on a red carpet, and the, the interviewer says, what are you most proud of in your career? And he says, the career. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm proud of the longevity. Like, I'm proud mm-hmm. that I'm still here, like, talking yeah. to you. There's, I don't have moments yeah. because my career is so expansive. And yeah. I feel like that really is, like, the goal. Yeah. And especially for you, it's like your career has so many arms. Even as I was prepping for this, I'm thinking like, you have Nicki Minaj and Drake. In so many ways, you are responsible for this generation of music. Do you think about it that way? Um, I 
I get told that a lot, you know, and um, and my answer to it is always the same. I always say, I was like, I maybe mean, just look, like, because yeah, like, if, like, y'all, like, because I don't sound like that. <laughs> like, sometimes I always sound, I would say the same thing every time. Like, and I'm like, I don't sound like that. Stop telling me. I was like, what you like? Maybe they look like they, you know, maybe they look and act and say some risque stuff that I would have like. And they do give me a lot of love in the music. Mm-hmm. They give me a lot of love, you know. And they and when I see see any artists of this era, you know, they should they show the most utmost respect. And I see that they don't even do it. Show them uh, maybe amongst each other, mm-hmm. but they it's like. All that's erased, and it's, we just they respect. So I respect all that. But when you say respect, when you say responsible for the, you know, like the maybe the look, and maybe the attitude, and maybe the the again the risk and I don't give, you know, like don't, yeah. I don't give it, and I'm gonna make sure this works, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna stand on this, and all, that type of thing. Like maybe they get that from me. Other than that, I think if you, as far as the craft, oh no. Oh no! You gotta be a, you. If the craft, then we'll have a world full of great. We have we have a, a, the music industry. Yeah, a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. What level of just joy and pride do you get when you think about what Drake has become? It's no more, no less than you know. You know, we know sports. So I would say no more, no less than DJ Ugyangalere. When he first got in, when dude got hurt, and the uh, not the the commentator scrambling, and like this is DJ, uh, 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 and then as he he start killing it, and now all of a sudden they got to show a shot of his dad in the crowd, and they got to dig up his dad's history. You know, his dad used to be a, a security for the number one artist, the Chris Browns and Little Wayne's, and and when they show his dad and they looked at his dad, you know, I, mean, I know Big V, I know his dad he was my security. And it's all, that that is that feeling of seeing here it come, mm-hmm. here it come, and then then when I say here it come, it's like knowing that oh I already knew this, and y'all just same feeling that Mr. Devito is getting, yeah, the same feeling that Mr. That the Purdies get when they that when they had to get watching what he's doing, it's the same feeling, just like. It's amazing, but it's also in there because I knew what it was and I knew what it and but to me, it's more I get more pride. I was more I get I was more happier for what what it did for to him, how he felt about it. Mm-hmm. How he feels about it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like it's also awesome how everybody feels about him. But to see, you know, some it's like, you know, like you a coach and you tell them, No, I need you to need you to Three stop and let three three stop drop. I mean three stop and let go of the ball. Yeah. I need you to make a decision. And, and you know that 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 kid being great already, and they never made that decision. Looking at you like, why do I have to start making it now? Mm-hmm. And the, the time they make a decision, he wins a, and you wins it all. Yeah, and they come run up to you and and let you and remind you, I made that. I did the three stop. Yeah, yeah. So that's this exact same feeling. And yeah, it's multiplied. That feeling is multiplied. When it's sneaky. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Just like a a pride. And yeah, also like I, I knew. I discovered Nikki different. Yeah, differently. I, yeah. Nikki, I found Nikki. Nikki was I found her. Yeah. 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 I love that. Okay, a few more for you. I only have about five minutes, but I was actually telling Drake about this quote. It was when I was watching Mad Men, and it said, even though success is a reality, 
its effects are temporary. Mm-hmm. You still get hungry, mm-hmm. even though you've eaten. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was not lying. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you will ever feel full? Uh, no, I think if I do, that'll be the day I stop. Yeah, so that's why when you were saying, that's why I was, I was, I was, I want to point, I mean, that's why I would point out the fact that I, I used the Grammys, the grant, like performing at the Grammys or winning the Grammy. I use that as the, as the bar, as under the bar, <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's some people that are like, what else I got to do? Yeah. You're like, well, I didn't want a Grammy. I've been nominated for a Grammy. What? Like, I ain't got nothing else. There's, got people, there's some, you know, and I, and I respect you because that is the pinnacle of what of what we do. But then there's your own pinnacle. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite sure if I perform at the Super Bowl, even if I'm just featured there, that even if, if I'm there, it's amazing for that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing for that night. Now, what's next? You know, like, Hey Roger, I heard you taking the heard you taking this game over international. You know what I, mean? I would love to be thought about. Mm-hmm. You know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. When you were on the pivot, you were talking about this because you were about to get an award, and you said the awards I get are way too late mm-hmm. because I've been going hard, and I'm not going to disrespect how great I am. Do you feel like you have gotten all of the flowers that you so rightfully deserve from this industry? Definitely, because I told you when it's real like this. And when you do it the way I do it, the just giving me the dirt to grow flowers is just that's that's enough. So I told you, so every every single petal matters. Yeah, yes. amazing. Okay, last one for you. I want to know your like, what is your elite highlight film? Like, if somebody said this is Lil Wayne, what song would you want them to play? Oh, Millie, Millie, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is him. Yeah. Yeah. And only only because Carter Six ain't dropped yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So if it was something that was gonna be classic or whatever like that, that if I had I mean that I have to answer this question, it'd be a milli. It'd be a milli. Yeah, but the answer is always the song that I haven't recorded yet. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always something else to chase. Oh, yeah. There's always something else to do. Yeah. I love that. Well, I have to say, I mean, you can ask a few people in this room. When I was asked who I wanted to come on my show. I mean, years ago, I said Lil Wayne. Like I, we were talking about this on the way here. You were like just the soundtrack of so much of my life. (laughs) And so to be able to be here and talk to you and just like pick your brain and see your perspective on different things has genuinely been a joy. So I mean it from the bottom of my heart when I say thank you for your time and for agreeing to do this. And thank you for letting me know that. I appreciate that. Absolutely. You are amazing. Thank Thank you. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. 